Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo today. This evening, the Golden State Warriors beat the Philadelphia 76ers in a game that the Warriors started slow like they are prone to do. And it was kind of a sluggish showing for a while. Seth Curry was taking it to the Warriors. And I just got to say, Seth Curry is somebody that I'm glad to see in the NBA that he's finally made it. I know he kind of became an NBA player officially a few years ago with Dallas more specifically, but I never understood why that guy didn't catch on. Maybe it was just like they thought he was too small or he just wasn't as good as Steph, or maybe they thought he'd be a defensive liability. But if you're looking at him, I never understood why someone like Austin Rivers got a fair shake in the league and Seth Curry didn't early on. Maybe because Austin Rivers' dad was the coach of the Clippers and they gave him a second chance. Maybe because Austin Rivers was a late lottery pick. But I never understood that. And I mean, it's all good, whatever. But I'm glad to see Seth is holding his own out there. The Sixers didn't play with Joel Embiid, but... Of course, the Warriors didn't play with Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, and Andre Iguodala sat out again. And yeah, this was kind of a meh game to watch for a little bit, especially as the Warriors were kind of sleepwalking. Their defense was, it wasn't the best defensive effort in the first half. And honestly, Seth Curry and the hated Danny Green were kind of handling them for a while. You know, I used to be so indifferent to Danny Green, but I just can't stand seeing that dude on the court. Like, I will never, ever enjoy watching him play, and I will never forgive him for injuring Clay in the 2019 finals, fouling him on the dunk attempt and causing Clay's ACL tear. I'm sure Clay wanted this one. A couple observations. I mean, You know, the Warriors, they tightened it up in the second half on the defensive end, and their offense and their ball movement was just spectacular, to be honest, especially on some of those fast breaks. The ball was picking up energy, as they say, and it just kept moving and moving and moving. I was wondering in the third quarter if the Warriors would have a good run because they've been dominating third quarters, and they did. They tied the game. They got a bit of a lead. And credit to the Sixers, man. They they slugged it out and they kept coming after it. I like the Sixers. They got some talent. I was always a big fan of Tyrese Maxey. 
if you ever saw him play in college. He just knew how to play, you know, and that's clearly translating right now. But just to get to the meat of this game, it's clear that the Warriors are an excellent team and they're only going to get better with Clay and Wiseman coming back. So I look at this season now as pretty much they have three goals. One, maintain health. Two, secure the best possible playoff positioning they can, which would be, of course, having the best record in the league. And they're looking like they can do it. But of course, the Suns are right behind them on a, like what, 14-game winning streak. Those two games against the Suns next week are going to be really, really interesting. And then the third thing is to get some of these supporting role players acclimated, prepared for big moments, big games, the bright lights, and all that stuff for owning their roles and taking on responsibility for helping this team win. And we saw that tonight in the fourth quarter in that gap where Steph sat out. I was like, okay, let's see if they can hold. And they did. Jordan Poole had a great game. He had a huge impact. JTA, Juan Scott Anderson, of course, had a huge impact. And Andrew Wiggins had a big impact constantly attacking. But tonight, yeah, they accomplished all three of those goals. And to me, like that's what it is moving forward. Yes, there's more specific goals, individual goals, all that kind of stuff. But to get to where this team wants to be, to get to the finals, to win another title, which is perfectly within reason, they need to be successful with those goals every night. Granted, like being quote unquote successful with being healthy is not always the easiest you know, injuries happen. Sometimes it's just bad luck, random chance. But, you know, these are things that they have control over. They can manage minutes. They can manage Andre's minutes, Draymond's minutes, Steph's minutes, Otto Porter Jr., Bielitsa, Clay Thompson's, all those guys. Because we're seeing right now that these younger dudes are feeling empowered, are taking ownership for the fate, the success of this team. And basically, there was no Andre, no Clay, no Wiseman. And no problem, right? And that's nuts. That's really, really nuts. <laughs> so first talking about Jordan Poole, I was really impressed with his passing, especially in the first half. For those of you who didn't know, he played a lot of point guard in high school and then became more of a shooting guard at Michigan. And obviously he has been a shooting guard here in the NBA. You know, he might not have the tightest handle, but I was impressed with his passing. He had a couple nice reads on the break. And he was just making the right decisions. And that's kind of exciting to see because we look at Poole and we're like, okay, this is Jordan Poole. This is what he does. He's up and down. And he will be for a while, but he's 22 and he will continue to get better. Like he will be so much better at the end of this season coming in April, May, June towards the playoffs. And this is just a taste of what he can do. You know, some of these other guys like Damian Lee, obviously older, more formed, you know what he's going to give you. And his thing is just like being very good at those things. But Jordan Poole, his game is going to expand. It's going to be rough every now and then, but I like what he's showing. I like his, his skill set. I mean, he hit that past half court buzzer beater at the end of the first half. And I was like, hey. You know, the Sixers were double teaming Steph on the inbound. So Gary Payton, the second, threw it to an open Jordan Poole and he just hit it. I was like, yo, there's somebody else on this team that can hit those shots. Probably not with the frequency that Steph has in his career, but just that 
there is somebody that has that ability. It's eye-opening a little bit, you know what I mean? The fact that he wants to take that shot and then he can hit it. Yes, it's a little bit of luck, but you know, that means a little something. Jordan Poole also still has the tendency to drive to the basket and then get stuck if he can't get a shot off. Sometimes he will jump up in the air and throw it backwards. And if he's lucky, it'll land in a Warriors player's hand. But a few times it ended up either out of bounds or as a turnover to the Sixers. So that's just something I noticed earlier in the season, which he still, I guess, tends to do. But, you know, hopefully he'll clean that up as the season goes on. Andrew Wiggins continues to be aggressive. I'm looking for a fist pump every game, and I saw one tonight. You know, I joked about that uh, recently, and it means a lot, right? Like, he has emotion. (laughs) He doesn't really show it very much, but imagine how this must feel for him to be on this ride finally, right? He gets traded to the Warriors, and they're not very good. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of like how it was in Minnesota, but seeing this juggernaut and being a part of it and playing his role. I mean, this must be for him basketball nirvana to some extent. He goes in, plays aggressive, picks and chooses his spots, slashes, gets alley-oops, gets backdoor passes, and he just gets his points so easily. You know, It's easier now because the Warriors have better players on this team as opposed to two years ago or last year. He has high IQ guys who are looking for him and can make those passes. I mean, he was 7 for 13, 19 points plus 25. I mean, he clanked his first four free throws, but he made up for it. And although Jordan Poole didn't have the greatest shooting game, his impact, right? He was 5 for 13, but he had five boards and six assists. And in terms of Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, like a guy who had fallen to maybe 11th, 12th man in this rotation, he'd been supplanted by Jonathan Kaminga, but of course, Kaminga is going to have his ups and downs. And Kerr's backed off playing Kaminga because Kaminga's made some iffy mistakes here and there. And he hasn't proven to be as solid or as dependable as he was when he first started getting some minutes. And Juan Toscano Anderson is just there. The dude was six for six. He had six boards, six assists, plus 21 off the bench, 13 points. That's from your 12th man. Maybe he's a little further up the chain now. Maybe he's more like, let's see, he's ahead of Kaminga. He's ahead of. Moody, of course. So ninth, 10th, either way, man, that is super valuable. And he brought so much energy to this game. That one where he slipped the screen and Andre Drummond got stuck on his backside trying to chase him before JTA scored. And that was just comedy, man. I mean, Andre Drummond, he used to be decent, but he just, I don't know if he's wearing a lot of padding underneath his uniform, but he looks out of shape. He looks fat. (laughs) And he looks just way too slow to be in the NBA right now, especially playing like this Warriors team that likes to play fast. I mean, Drummond's so slow, he makes Kevon Looney look quick like he's Allen Iverson out there. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. Basketball, football, UFC, you name it. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Draymond himself, he almost had a triple-double. He had 10 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists while he was battling foul trouble. He got his fourth foul in the second quarter, and he didn't pick up another. A couple other things to note. I'm always amazed by Gary Payton's ability to literally just pretty much from a standstill rise up and dunk the ball. I mean, that is an athletic gift that really helps the Warriors, especially when Andre's not able to play in the dunker spot and Wiseman's been out, can't play in the dunker spot. I mean, you got Wiggins, you got Peyton, and he just floats, you know what I mean? He floats from a standstill. And I'm like, dang, we got this guy on a minimum and the Warriors had cut him so that his contract wouldn't be guaranteed and anyone else could have picked him up and no one did. That's value. And lastly, Otto Porter Jr., the dude was four for five from three, 12 points. I know the corny thing is to give him the nickname automatic. I didn't come up with that. I'm glad I didn't come up with that, but the dude is automatic. I swear, like every time he shoots it, I think it's going in and he's a great shooter, but these have to be the most wide open shots he's ever had in his career. Like no one is paying that much attention to him on the wing. And when he catches it, I just don't see anyone around him. So he must be enjoying playing in this Warriors offense with all these other weapons that they have because he's just hanging out, coming down on the break, and it's like puts his hand up, somebody spots him, and you just think it's going in. And tonight it did, 80% of the time. So yeah, this was a great way to show out on ESPN, on a nationally televised game. Other guys in the league, other teams, other fans must be like, who are these other dudes on the Warriors that are all of a sudden a threat. It is so awesome just to have all these different wings to insert into the game. And like I said, you didn't even have Andre Godala available. And at some point later in the season, you'll probably see more of Moses Moody and John Kaminga on the wing. But yeah, hopefully the Warriors can stay healthy for the most part. I mean, there will be injuries, right? The squad is a little bit old and some other free agent pickups are injury prone, but that's the benefit of having a deep bench. If you got a little bump, hey, let's be cautious. Why don't you sit out for a while? Otto Porter Jr. sat out for a couple games. Andre Godala's been sitting out for the last three or four, and I'm totally fine with that. I've said it before. Put him on ice as long as you need to. You know what you need him for. Make sure he's available and ready for that. But yeah, right now, they're number one in the West, number one in the NBA in terms of record. And the role players, the Jordan Pools, the Andrew Wiggins, the JTAs, They're feeling the spotlight and they're thriving in it, legit. And that's going to pay huge dividends in the second half of the season and deep into the playoffs. 
Anyway, I hope you have a safe, happy holiday weekend. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epina or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, I would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and say nice stuff about us thanks that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs